Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. This is Barbecue Nation After Hours, the conversation that took place after the show ended. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey, everybody. Welcome to After Hours here on Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with Leanne Whippen, my co-pilot now, and yes. our good friend Meathead Goldwyn from AmazingRibs.com. We're going to be talking about Christmas gifts for the barbecue, the smoker, the outdoor cooker, whatever you want. Whoever's in your life, we're going to give you some good ideas about that. But I, I promised these guys I would tell them a story. <clears throat> which I have a lot of them, as, as you know, if you listen to the show at all. Years ago, my wife worked for um, the Japanese gaming industry for commercial, like the uh, stuff you would go into a bar and play video games or uh, in bowling alleys uh, and also gambling machines and stuff. They have a bazillion of these little stores in Japan. Yeah. There's one on every block. They're just like, um, pinball, right? You know, and they're they're full of these games. Yeah. So they were Amer Americanizing those, and um, the company she worked for came to me and said, "We want to buy a ranch." Okay, so I helped locate a ranch, which was really interesting because they could not fathom the size of a real working ranch. Okay, they can't in Japan. You can't have 22,000 acres. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's just, that's, that's not going to happen. They, you, you might have 2,200 square feet and think you're living on top of Mount Fuji. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like that. So long story short, we put together this thing and they brought these kids over from Japan. There was an essay contest and they brought 40 kids from Japan and 40 kids from the United States. And the, and they were at this little ranch in central Oregon in a town called sisters, which is beautiful. And that they sent a film crew with them. And so I was their head wrangler, if you will, because we were going to teach all these kids to ride horses and to kind of be cowboys and all this stuff. So long story short, in come these two huge tour buses and the film crew is already there. And me and my pal, Lyle, we come riding up and I get off the horse and I have to, you know, they're, they're very heavy on protocol. We come galloping up across this big, huge pasture and we hop off. And then for like three days, they're filming us doing all these things with the kids. It rained. They took all the kids home and left me with this big mess to clean up. And I was really pissed off like that. I'm I'm abbreviating the story greatly, but they've edited all this together and made this wonderful documentary that ran in Japan for two years. And here I'm the big cowboy star in Japan. This was yeah. way back in the early 90s. So were you, you were, were there horses involved? Because I know you're a horseman. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We had horses and and they had big longhorn cattle. They'd bought some longhorn cattle. So we were screwing around with them. We were doing all this stuff. And and but the kids, which should have been the impetus of the story, were only there for like a day and a half. And and so they shot a bunch of stuff with them, but then it rained and they didn't want the kids to get wet because they were all camping in tents. So they took them back to Portland and sent them home. And but the documentary, <clears throat> I don't even know what it was called. They sent me clips of it a long time ago, but there I was in Japan as a TV star from this damn thing. How so you were that? you were speaking English and then you were actually have Japanese coming out of your mouth. That would oh, that be watch. Been oh, yeah. <laughs> I would pay to see that. Yeah. They probably uh, used the little squeaky voice. Yeah. And they and, and Shelly always says that they thought I was the devil. The, the people that I worked for, because I was so much taller and bigger than them. You know, I'm a tall mm. guy. I'm a big guy. And I got broad shoulders and that these guys get off the bus and they're like five, four, you know, and they're very polite and all this stuff. A anyway, it was pretty nutty. Have, have either of you ever been to Japan? I have not. No, I, I have. I've not either. My wife is a scientist, um, a food safety scientist for FDA. Oh. Uh, yeah, I mean, you hear you're, gonna, you're not going to get sick. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah, she has a PhD in microbiology. And That's she was, fantastic. She yeah. was one of the top ranking food safety experts at FDA. Um, and uh, she's taught me a lot, which is why I, I speak sometimes with authority on the subject, which is strictly just echoing what I've learned from my wife. But uh -huh. you're a smart man. Um, yes. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, she was uh, invited to speak at a conference. Uh, in Japan. And I went along on the wives tour. Um, and they, they, they didn't call it the uh, the spouses tour and, the, and they don't in Japan. It's the wives tour. And there wow. were two men on the bus with all these women. And we went to the silk factory and we learned about tea ceremony and uh, um, flower displays and everything. But uh, one evening uh, in Tokyo, my wife and I went to a, a Yamiuri Giants baseball game. Ah, and it is just fantastic. First of all, they have cheering sections, just like uh, we do at football games. But um, they come around with these, you know, the, the, the coolers that they wear on straps at baseball games. Sure. You know, and, 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 you know, uh, I one of the first words I learned is beauty. <laughs> so I hold up two fingers to beauty and I get a couple of beers and uh, the guy comes around with the box and you can see steam coming out of it. So I figure, OK, hot dogs. So I hold up two fingers and I got two skewers of chicken livers uh, oh. with, with, <laughs> with cool. yakitori sauce. Um, they were fantastic. Yeah. Um, you can also get chicken tails, you know, the little part that comes over the fence last. Yeah, no, it, it's, they're, they're, they're really fatty and juicy. You can get those on skewers over there, too. Um, uh, it was just a wonderful experience and went to the went to the market, the fishing, the, the, the fish market, which tuna stacked up like cordwood. Wow. What an they experience. Worship food. Yeah. They, they, they treat food with a, a almost religious uh, uh, generosity. Mm. Um, it, it's it's a wonderful place to go if you love food. Wow. Well, all you have to do is look at me. You'll know. That and we were what led, led us down this path, ladies and gentlemen, listeners, is we were talking on the broadcast about Kobe beef, because, yes, that yes. is what Leanne wants for Christmas is Kobe. <laughs> and I was trying to remember um, the breed of cattle that Kobe comes from. And it's not 
um, Wagyu. It's called Tajima. I looked it up uh, in between segments here. And if and you can, Kobe, if you can find it and you can find it now, it used to be illegal in the U.S., but it's now legal. It's just bloody expensive. But you can occasionally find Tajima, and it's the same breed. And they come from other villages near Kobe. Omi is one, and Matsusaka is another. And if you can find that, it's very expensive, not as expensive as Kobe, but it's almost identical. And it's different than Wagyu in this country. And it, it is a, um, uh, uh, you know, a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Yeah, a, yeah. Uh, sure. And sure. if you can find some um, uh, worth if you can afford it, you know, a week's paycheck. Um, if not, American Wagyu is is close. Right. Yes. Right. Um, so Christmas gifts. We're going to talk Christmas gifts here for a few minutes. I'm going to start off. Uh, I'm going to say. One of the and I don't care at what level your barbecue aficionado in your household or your friend circle is, I would say a, a really good book. Now, that's a lead in to Meathead here, of course, oh, wow. because I that was I, on my list. Meathead cookbook, top of my list. It's the really? top of my list, yes, too. Yeah, it no really kidding. is. You're, oh, now I owe you money. Let's so. see. It's on. It's on my phone. I'm not making it up. Oh, that's the sweetest thing, you guys. Yeah, yeah it's truly, uh, you know, and I've been doing this show for a long time. I did cooking segments in my other shows. And I and I like, you know, I like Tuffy's book and Franklin's book and Rodney's book and Adrian Miller's book and, and all those guys. But really, if you've got somebody who's serious about cooking, uh, uh barbecue and smoking and all that you got to get meathead's book that's my How nice of you that's my yes thing. i agree yeah I, I i'm very proud of the book and it mm -hmm. has just crossed the quarter million in sales fantastic um, and i think that makes it second only to stephen reichland's barbecue bible which is also a great gift um, that, that's a great book that's second a good one, one too. Second one a, on my a list. Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, a guy who's written numerous books, but the Barbecue Bible, his first is still excellent. And I believe uh, it is slightly outsold mine, but I'm um, catching up. You're catching up. Well, and and Stephen wrote his book 20 years ago. Yeah, that's, that's right. Been around and, forever. and so you're that's you're gaining right. ground on it. But his is great books. But it's every it every it 18 is. months he comes out with another book anyway. So that's that's OK. So I'm going to I'm going to throw a few things out there and then you guys can add to it or, OK, um, you know, add, subtract, multiply, divide, that type of thing for people that use uh, charcoal. And there's other versions of this. But I had the guy on here, Bob Leary. Yeah, um, he has a grill gun. And it's to light your charcoal with. You can also double as a weed burner if you've got weeds in your front yard, if you want to do that. But it's really cool. And you take one of the little the little cans of the little green Coleman cans of propane and you screw it in the bottom. And it it looks like a gun, but it's got this really long extension on it and it can have a regular flame. Or if you squeeze the trigger and turn the dial, it can get very intense to heat up your charcoal to give it a good start. That's that. That's one of my recommendations for that. Mm -hmm. I'm also going to say a couple other things. Grill grates. Yeah, I think gr I've become very fond of grill grates. Brad and his crew down there and customized cutting boards. Let me let me let me back up for just a second and explain, because grill yep. grates 
is not just a generic brand of, you know, the grates that you put on the grill. There is actually a company called Grill Grate. Right, right. And the guy named Brad Barrett who makes them, and it's a special design of Grill Grate um, made out of uh, aluminum, uh, aircraft aluminum. Right. And uh, it's hard to describe, but they really are the best grate for a grill, Um, not so much for a smoker, um, but on a grill, absolutely, especially a a gas grill, essential for a gas grill. I have a, 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 a description of them and how to use them on AmazingRibs.com. Real, one word, grill great, um, and they are dynamic. Yep. Yeah, they come in different sizes and they interlock and they can mark a steak like no other. And yeah. you can customize them to fit your grill too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, if you're going to use um, um, pit barrel cookers, they've got grill grates for that. If you're using a mm-hmm. Weber grill, they've got grill grates for that. If you're using a grill, a grill out of Michigan, which I have a couple of those, you've got, you, they've got them. They'll make them. It's great. Okay. Mm-hmm. Those are a couple of my suggestions. I've got two pages more, but I wanted to jump over to Leanne now and say, what are you thinking for Christmas? Not from me to you for the, so I'm just thinking, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to stay without being too expensive, but I, I really think what I have, and I think everyone should have is a great cast iron skillet, uh-huh. um, you know, to put on the grill. I mean, it's just so versatile. You can, do so much with it and it's at a good price point, but a nice cast iron skillet, I think is good. Um, uh, I think it's imperative to have sharp knives. So I think that for the average Joe who can't sharpen knives, you know, on, on a special phone or whatever, that an electric knife sharpener, I know people, you know, say, oh, it'll ruin your knives. But mm-hmm. you know what? I'd rather ruin my knife and have a, a sharp knife for a couple of years. So a good electric knife sharpener would be another thing. Yeah, I actually you know what you're doing. Sp- they won't ruin them. I've right. I've mm-hmm. tested maybe 50 different knife sharpeners and those little white enamel covered ones. I forget the brand that you can get on Amazon for Best under choice. bucks. Chef's choice. Chef's Chef's choice, choice, I think it is. If you know, if you do it right, there's a couple of different settings. You won't yep. ruin your knife. Right. Yeah. And um, I actually took a Sharpie and wrote how many times you run it through each one. So I didn't have to keep looking at the manual. Um, and then if you want to go a little pricey, uh, a Yeti cooler. <laughs> ah, yeah. is, that to, is that to store the Wagyu or painted holes when <laughs> I send that to it, you? It's yeah. just it's versatile for even fishing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's right, uh, Meathead. I don't know if you know this, but Leanne is quite the fisherman. I do like she to better fish. better be. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I, 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 all right. You know, I get down that way. Every, my mom is still in Pompano. There you go. And um, uh, I'm, a, I'm a gator. And I'm, I've actually been toying with going back to Gainesville for my fraternity reunion this winter. Um, I may have to stop in and we can do you, some fishing together. Are. I haven't been fishing in years. And I was born with a fishing pole in my hand. Well, go. my my daughter got engaged to her boyfriend this past weekend, and he has a boat and he oh. fishes all the time. So <laughs> I may there have you to, go. if you give me enough advance notice and it's not too chilly, uh, maybe we can go out. Yeah, on I, you know, <laughs> dad and I used to fish at Sebastian Inlet, just standing on the on, on, on the beach. And mm-hmm, that's fun, too. Pretty good, too. A um, couple other things that I thought were good. Uh suggestions and again you got to know who you're buying for and all that a stainless steel spray bottle um because it'll rinse out you can actually put it in the dishwasher 
when when you're done with it you can hmm. do that and uh you know if you want to do you know depending on what you're smoking if you want to spritz it with apple juice or whatever your methods are uh stainless steel is pretty good and uh, the other thing i thought was kind of good i don't use them very much but a melting dome if you're going to do something on your grill and you can throw this dome over it um i've done it with i've actually gone and just found old lids and done it with those uh or if you're doing something on a flat top too a melting mm-hmm. dome, that for I, I i just use a stainless steel mixing bowl yeah and if you're doing things like oysters on the grill uh or even melting cheese on your right. cheeseburgers a big old stainless steel dome on top wonderful way to go and if, if you're doing things like oysters um It'll capture the smoke under that dome because it's the oysters. It's just a pain in the neck hurry. to take off without having a handle, so you can't. Yeah. You don't want to burn yourself. Well, but that yeah. that brings me to one of my great, um, great things is a good set of tongs. Now you can go into any store and the, uh, any you know a food store, a hardware store, whatever, and there's always a variable thing of tongs. I. Okay, here's a little secret. I don't shop at those for to buy my equipment. I go to um, what we have out here is like cash and carry or chef store. It's a restaurant supply. And I buy really solid heavy duty tongs that lock and unlock like that. Yep. So, you know, you just flip your hand and it'll do that. Uh, if you're serious about cooking, I think you have to have those. Mm-hmm. I, the oxo good grips are the, are, are are some They're of the good. ones that lock, but mine always the locks always break on mine i and when they do i just i take a toilet paper tube and just slip them into the toilet paper tube and that holds oh, them that's close. fun yeah all, all the tongs in my drawer have toilet paper tubes on them <laughs> <laughs> you must be a very aggressive cook <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> I, my, uh I can I, uh, I, I I've got a couple of things I would recommend. Yeah, First let's of all, go. the single most important tool a cook can have indoor cook, outdoor cook is good thermometers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, cooking is all about temperature, temperature control. Um, you want a perfect medium rare steak. You want it 130 to 135. Um, I, nothing worse than standing at the head of the table and people cut into their steaks and they're all well done or raw. And uh, you got, you're going to go hum, 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 hum. You're not going to deflate the meat by poking it with a thermometer. It's not going to bleed out or anything like that. Nothing will get your meat done properly or its sister an oven thermometer for your outdoor grill. Cause your grill or your smoker are really just outdoor ovens. And it's really useful to know what temperature the air is inside of those things. And the dial thermometers that come built into your ovens are usually really cheap and they're not accurate and they're really slow and they're in the dome, which is fine if you can eat Uh the dome, but you want to know what the temperature is down on the grate next to the meat. So thermometers, we have a database. We've got an electrical engineer who actually tests thermometers um, and we don't sell any but we have all of the test results and the ratings and you can get a really good instant read thermometer for under 30 bucks. In fact, there's a couple of them for under 20 bucks, um, top of the line, a hundred bucks. Um, so start looking for those. Um, and with Leanne mentioned cast iron, mm-hmm. there's this whole new breed of cast iron makers. It used to be just Wagner or, uh, Lodge. Uh, Lodge. 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 Yeah. Lodge. And they, they make fine tools. 
and they weigh a ton. Some of them now are making lighter weight. Um, you, when you, you know, sometimes you get a little older and your wrists aren't as strong mm -hmm. as they used right. to be. And these lighter weight uh, units are really nice and they work great. Hmm. And then um, I'm a big fan. If you've got a Weber kettle and we know a lot of you do, there's this gizmo that goes into the Weber kettle called the slow and sear. And it turns your Weber kettle into a smoker. Um, uh, and uh, it can also be used to really enhance your searing capability. So it's slow and sear. Um, and uh, I've got a complete review on our site. Uh, it's just a great little addition. It's about a hundred bucks and it really in, turns your Weber kettle into a much more versatile machine. Hmm, love that. You, uh, you touched on something there, Meathead. One of the gifts that I actually had on, on the list too was a membership to the Pitmasters Club <laughs> on on AmazingRibs.com. You guys got to cut out. People think that uh, I'm paying you off or something. Well, you are, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's a, it's a really valuable resource to to be in the Pitmasters Club. You get there's a lot of benefits to it. You get to hear some special shows from moi here, yeah, that, that we put together um, and different things. But it. I think it's a good value. I don't know. I don't, what is it? Under 50 bucks, I think, isn't it? It's $34.95. And uh, uh, we got a bunch of recipes and some free books and magazines and stuff like that. Uh, just go to amazingribs.com slash pitmaster, and it'll tell you about all the benefits. And it makes a nice gift. Thank mm -hmm. you very much. Uh, we're now at 17,700 members, which is larger than Kansas City Barbecue Society. No kidding. We're the but, biggest barbecue association in the world. There you go. Now, wow. Leanne, how do they find your your rub? Where oh, they pig go? Powder, pigpowder.com. And um, so we have just the one rub, but it's one best rub on the planet and multitudes of other awards. I use it in competition. I used it on the barbecue brawl and Bobby Flay talked about it. I beat Bobby Flay on the throwdown using that rub. And he talked about it years ago. Uh, it's tried and true. It's sweet with a little bit of heat. And uh, my sister and I are looking at expanding. And so getting a, a hot one out there, hopefully in a few months. And uh, but it's just an all purpose, great rub, uh, even great on French fries. In the restaurants that I've had, we have pig powder fries. I mean, that's how good it is. And everybody loves that. I, I, I must add, it is legendary in the barbecue community. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the original recipe came from Leanne's legendary father. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, it, it, it has not lost its currency. Yeah. Um, Thank you. One last thing that everybody can use, I think. Well, two things, actually, a really good porch chair, like an Ander, uh, uh, Adirondack chair. I wanted to say that properly, but mm -hmm. a couple of stacks of bar towels, you can go to Walmart and for six bucks, you get a dozen, you know, uh, flower sack type, they're white cloth mm -hmm. um, that always comes in handy. It's a it's it's not very expensive. Great it advice. It, it's it's a silly type thing if you know but i go through those things like crazy when we're doing stuff and a couple of stacks of those especially if you want kid the your kids to give dad or uncle joe or whoever whoever's doing the barbecue i think it's a really handy thing i agree yeah can i can i throw in another option here sure mm -hmm. homemade something 
Um, you can make your own barbecue sauce, your own rubs. There's yeah. recipes all over. We've got some. Um, I've got some really good candied nut recipes on AmazingRibs.com, a mixed nut basket. Mm, that's um, great. Make a barbecue sauce. You can just make a barbecue sauce. There's recipes all over. Again, I've got a couple. And if you know how to do um, a sterile bottling, um, you can make it shelf safe. Otherwise, just it's got to be kept in the fridge. Um, my wife bakes these um, little tiny miniature pecan pies called um, pecan tassies. Um, and uh, they keep real well. Uh, there's some recipes for that. Chocolate truffles. They're easy to make. Again, I'm looking down a list of things that we have recipes for on my site. Do you have peppermint um, bark? No, I don't. I wish I knew how That's to make that. That's a good that. Christmas thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I have made um, uh, the other, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, bark. Uh, ah, I can't think of a name. But uh, yeah. There's, Coffee's uh, uh, good, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, peanut brittle. That's brittle, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Thank peanut you, brittle. peanut brittle. Mm -hmm. yeah. Old man's starting to lose his memory here. <laughs> no, it's all good. Anyway, I know, Meathead, you've got to get out of here because uh, you've got another staff meeting coming up in about 35 minutes and you need to prep for that and leanne as normal as usual my my partner hey you know who up. i'm meeting with this afternoon who's that the compart to rock peoples really yes oh, how nice yeah no I, i'm you know i've had them their products in my restaurants a long time and they're in town so we're gonna is jim compart in town uh not jim uh steve countryman I don't know if Jim is going to be a speaker at our meetup in Memphis uh, next March. Uh, we have a whole we're going to have uh, Mark Lambert cook some compart hogs. And, yeah, I tried uh, to get on that train, but I never heard back. <laughs> what train? <laughs> the the, uh, the event. So your little oh thing you're doing. <laughs> Maybe I'll just be an innocent bystander. Uh, is that, that sold out? Because you really need to plug that because it really is phenomenal that what you've put together. Well, you know, there is not, a, there hasn't been a conference for barbecue lovers. The, we both have been to the National Barbecue Association mm -hmm. Conference, which is a marvelous event for the trade primarily, for restaurateurs and caterers. And they run a great conference, but we're running one in March for backyard barbecuers. And it's in Memphis and it should be a lot of fun. And we, the Compart people are going to be a big part of it. Uh, so should be one. Yeah, I saw. Jim, yeah, Jim, he's a great person, too. It, it, that's going to be quite the experience. Is it sold out yet? No, it, you know, it's funny. It was originally scheduled for June 2020. And you know right. what happened to that? Yes. That was sold out. And we had a waiting list. Um, then we rescheduled it for August this year, 21. And we had to cancel that. So we're now on tap for March 18 through 20 next year 22 and hopefully we won't have to reschedule yeah but there are some there are some open seats left um and it's uh it, it's it's just three days of really good fun and you know that would be a great christmas present oh uh, <laughs> there you go i'm never gonna live this down anyway we got we gotta go we're out of time okay we're, okay. we're out of time uh for Leanne hey you guys and i love hanging out with you guys yeah it's fun it's all fun. that's missing is 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 the beers we ought to do that we ought to just show up for one of these we can with, we can with, do with one some cold beers I, i'd rather do it face to face yeah, yeah we I could agree. do that but we could also do some live stuff on facebook and have cocktail hour while we're there you doing go it. so anyway well, thanks for having me once i again. hope you have a wonderful holiday everyone and um Gosh, 
we'll be, I guess I'll see you meathead after the new year. Yeah. You'll I see don't me have any other shows that. during yeah, December. Yeah. yeah. We're well, all we'll stay up. in touch. We're, Absolutely. Yeah, we all right. Okay. Uh, that's you're, you're on my brain, as you know. Okay. Yes, I do know <laughs> the back part of the brain somewhere. Yeah. I, yeah, I do know. Okay. All right. That's Good a wrap. Night, everybody. Good night. I'll see you later. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye.